When it comes to food collecting, one all-time great for me is heirloom beans. They're like wines. Each is distinctive, and each has a great backstory. And think about the names. Good Mother Stollard, Eye of the Goat, and then the little rose-colored Santa Maria Pinquito. <laughs> well, Steve Sando got bitten by the bean bug in 2001. In little time, his Napa, California backyard was teeming with heirlooms, and he started Rancho Gordo. New World Specialty Food. New World beans fascinate him, especially the rare ones. Steve, welcome back. I'm so happy to be here again. So how did you get into beans? Well, I had no ag background at all, and I was a frustrated home cook more than anything, and that's really what pushed me. And I think not having an ag background, um, I didn't understand the limitations of what, <laughs> what I was doing, so I just blindly went in, and it's been an incredible success, specializing in heirloom beans in particular. How do you define an heirloom? Well, it's a pure seed, so you plant it and you'll get the exact same thing. A hybrid, you really don't know. And there's a place for hybrids. Like early grow tomatoes here in California are critical, so I'm not anti-hybrids. Mm -hmm. But uh, heirlooms generally are harder to grow. They have a lower yield, but the payoff is the flavor. So uh, coming at this as a home cook, is like all I cared about was the flavor. Well, let's talk about some of the beans that, that you do, um, because there's something like how many varieties that you're doing? Well, we grow on the West Coast about 25 varieties, and that's most of our production. Mm -hmm. and, but we're also importing about 10 varieties from Mexico, and now we've just started with Poland. Oh, interesting, Poland. Yes, yeah, so we were looking for – we had a great runner bean that was really white and creamy and large, and it was uh, – we had crop failure year after year. So I thought, who does the best ones? And for me, it was Italy. So we went looking in Italy, and it turns out most of the production for Italy is now in Poland. So the Corona bean is now uh, – we call them royal Coronas because they're slightly different. Mm -hmm. They're a little less potatoey and even more creamy. And the Spanish or the Greeks would call them gigantes, but it's – Food, drink, and lodging all in one bean. It, it's really a highlight yeah, <laughs> of my I, life is eating I, I, these things. This is a bean I know, and I have to say it's like eating meat. It's, it's it, a it delicious is. bean. Exactly. What are some of the beans that you think, even if someone says, I don't care about beans, I don't like to eat beans, that if you could put a spoonful in their mouths, they'd just be blown away? What, we call them the you'll be back beans because people do think – how good could it be? I've had beans, and these can't be that much different. But there's certain ones. There's one called Rio Zappe, and it has a hint of chocolate and a hint of coffee. And it's similar to a pinto, but you eat it. And this is the bean that got me started. I thought, oh, this is much, much better than what I was expecting. <laughs> and uh, there's one called Eye of the Goat that's super meaty but has a thin skin. Right now we've got this lovely little alubia bean. And alubias are more Spanish. They're smaller, and they're white. The lighter ones sometimes... Some of them are so creamy, they should be marked dairy. And it's really fun exploring, like, how many white beans can you have? And yet we have about six right now, and I wouldn't even dream of giving up one of them. Let's talk cooking. How do you right. – what do you think brings out the best flavor in the beans? Well, my thinking is you should do a tiny bit of oil, a tiny bit of some aromatic or many aromatics, and water. Um, a lot of people want to use chicken stock, and I just think it's a complete waste of chicken stock, and it doesn't allow the bean to – Shine. Now, if these are commodity beans from your grocery store, you might want to put a ham bone in it. But with heirloom beans, they don't really need a lot of our help. So I usually saute an onion and some garlic and olive oil. If I'm being ambitious, I'll maybe put celery or carrot mm -hmm. and a bay leaf. And then I add water, and then that's it. What about the idea to soak or not to soak? 
I used to care deeply. <laughs> now I think if, if you're cooking beans at home, good for you, whether you do or you don't. Everyone who works for us tends to start as a soaker and ends up not soaking. And that's partly because we've – and it's not any marketing genius. It's just we've run out of beans all the time. We don't have any beans that are over a year old. So the soaking really doesn't help that much. Uh, so if a, a bean is potentially older, then you'd want to soak it. And Yes. You, and yep. a slow cooker? That's one. I, I'm also an infidel, so I love slow cookers. I love uh, pressure cookers. Uh-huh. My favorite, favorite thing is clay. So I have some clay pots that, and it seems to be a real trend right now. And Paula Wolfert wrote that wonderful book on yeah. clay pot cooking. Oh, yeah. So uh, I tend to not go anywhere without coming home with a clay pot, but it's not always so practical. But slow cookers are great. It just, with slow cookers and pressure cookers, Half the fun is the bean broth or the pot liquor. And for a bean freak like myself, that's just as important as the bean. And when you cook them that way, there is no evaporation. So I just would suggest doing an extra half hour to an hour with the lid off and allow some evaporation and life to come And concentrate the the broth. broth. Yes. Now, what about the question of salt or not salt when you start the beans? Well, salting, I think, has been proven that it really doesn't matter. But I am so cheap. The thought of spending that money on the beans and then all that time and then finding out this was the one time it did matter, it just – I can't do it. So there's a point where the beans start smelling like beans instead of just the aromatics and olive oil. Mm-hmm. And you can t- – they're not cooked, but you can tell they've given up and they're yours and you can do what you will now. And that's at the point I normally will salt because you want to do it as early as possible so the beans can absorb the salt. Right. Otherwise, you have salty broth and bland beans. But I, I still – even with science telling me otherwise, I don't salt until that point. So is that about halfway through? Uh, yes. Okay. And you could tell the beans aren't done at all, but you could just tell there's no turning back. Yeah. I think, though, the salting, the soaking, and all these things are really up to you. But th- my secret is <laughs> for the first 15 minutes, you boil the heck out of it and just keep going. And that initial boil is foolproof as far as I'm concerned. The beans, it won't hurt them because the beans are still so hard at that point. Right. But a full 15 minutes of a full boil. And then I turn it down as low as it'll go and gently simmer. And if I have an easy Sunday, I keep it really low and just very gently do it. And it takes hours. Mm-hmm. If I'm in more of a hurry, I give it a somewhat. But it's that initial 15-minute boil is my foolproof secret. What does that today. do? I don't know. <laughs> it's not science. It's uh, my fantasy life, I guess. I don't know. It just it, I think it just lets the beans know you're in charge. And there's no turning back. <laughs> I love the way you talk about the beans. Good Those relationship going yes, there. Yeah. 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 Steve, thank you. Thank you. Steve Sando is the creator of Rancho Gordo New World Specialty Food in Napa, California. Now, be sure to check out his cooking basic beans video and look for his recipe of grilled shrimp with white beans, sausage, and arugula. And you know where all that is. It's at splendidtable.org.